What is up, everybody? JT Sports here. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. On this episode, I'm here with some of my NFL Week 1 preseason takeaways. Why I think Travis Jones and Isaiah Likely will be studs for the Baltimore Ravens. Who currently is QB1 for the Steelers after their Week 1 preseason bout against the Seattle Seahawks. And lastly, is Romeo Dobbs the new wide receiver one for the Green Bay Packers? If this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you follow me on all of my social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at JT Sports underscore underscore and on Instagram at JT Sports underscore. Lastly, if you haven't already, make sure that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, which is JT Sports. You know, I am now starting to believe that whoever is working in the scouting department for the Baltimore Ravens has some psychic abilities or powers that we don't know about because this franchise simply does not miss when it comes to finding talent in the NFL draft. Now, of course, everybody is going to be having their eyes on Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Lindebaum, who were the Baltimore Ravens' two first-round picks from this past year's NFL draft. But Travis Jones and Isaiah Likely... The Ravens' two mid-round selections are going to be absolute studs because these two guys have been phenomenal so far throughout training camp for the Ravens up to this point, and they were outstanding in the Ravens' preseason win against the Tennessee Titans. Now, before you go down the comment section, you say, JT, you're overreacting to one preseason game. Listen. You don't need three to five months to find out the guys who can't play and the guys who can't play. You can't find out the players who got game within the first couple of practices. And then another thing is that you have to remember that the Ravens are one of the best franchises in the NFL when it comes to player development. Because you just can't drive players and they just become good automatically. You have to have a coaching staff that's able to coach these guys up, develop them, and help them perform at a really high level. And when you look at Travis Jones and Isaiah Likely, I feel like these two players are going to be studs for this franchise for years to come. And both of them had significant playing time against the Tennessee Titans. I want to start off with tight end Isaiah Likely. He was a fourth-round pick out of Coastal Carolina. He has been really outstanding so far throughout training camp. I felt like he was one of the best tight ends coming out of this past year's draft class. And I was really surprised that he went in round four. I thought that he would be a second-round pick, but... The large reason why he fell to the fourth round was because many people had concerns about his run blocking, which definitely was on full display in this game. His run blocking wasn't all that great, and on top of that, he had two holding calls. But Isaiah likely just has a knack for finding ways to get open in the passing game. He has phenomenal hands. Quick feet, which helps him generate a lot of yards after the catch. And the most impressive play that Isaiah likely had in this preseason win against Tennessee came in the second quarter. It was first and 10. He caught a pass and double coverage. Two defenders draped all over him. And the announcers just went absolutely crazy about it. And I was going bananas about it too because this guy is a freak. 
And when you look at his testing numbers, this isn't somebody who was dominating the 40-yard dash. He ran a 4.8. But his game speed looks as if he runs a 4.5 or 4.6. Like, this guy can really move. And there were a good amount of people saying that he was a wide receiver, disguised as a tight end, he should move to wide out. Listen, you're not going to put somebody who's running 4-8 at wide receiver. On top of that, just because he can't run block all that great doesn't mean he can't develop into a great tight end. Let me ask you guys something. Which one would you rather prefer? Would you rather have a tight end who is elite in the passing game or a tight end who is average in the passing game and elite when it comes to run blocking. I'm pretty sure you would prefer the tight end who is elite in the passing game because it is a passing league. And I do understand that the Ravens do run a lot of two tight end, three tight end sets. But the Ravens are going to find ways to get Isaiah Likely involved in the passing game. Because if you have an elite tight end, that's great in the passing game. It just brings a different element to your offense. On top of that, you already have Mark Andrews. So you put Isaiah Likely out there, plus you have Rashad Bateman on the outside. That's going to be really hard to stop. And I think with Isaiah Likely being the tight end, another reason why you keep him there and you don't try to move him to wide receivers because at tight end, his skill set makes him a matchup nightmare for whoever he's lining up against. Because most linebackers are not all that great enough in coverage to be able to match up with Isaiah Likely in coverage. And on top of that, he's too big and too physical for most defensive backs to cover. He's 6'4", 245 pounds. So I don't know if a lot of you guys remember this, but when Kyle Pitts was coming out of Florida... There were a small group of people amongst the draft community who felt like Kyle Pitts should make the switch to wide receiver because they had the same knock on Kyle Pitts that many people have on Isaiah Likely, which is his run blocking. People act like you can't teach somebody how to run block. They teach you this at almost every single level of football. They teach you how to block in Pop Warner, middle school, high school, college. It's not that hard for somebody to improve their run blocking. Now, of course, he may not ever become a mauler in the run game, but you don't need Isaiah Likely to become a mauler in the run game. I'd rather him be an average blocker than have him be a great blocker and average in the passing game. This is somebody who has the potential to be a lead tight end in this league and on top of that he is very phenomenal after the catch I mean he's really shifty really quick on his feet you don't really see a lot of tight ends that have quick feet like Isaiah Likely I think that he is likely to be something really special you gotta see what I saw you gotta see what I did there no pun intended but I think that when you look at Likely As long as the Ravens continue to develop him and he further improves as a run blocker, which he will, I think that he's going to be very good in this Ravens offense. On top of that, you can line him out 
wide in certain situations. Now, you're probably not going to be having him out wide as much as you would have a guy such as Kyle Pitts or Travis Kelsey simply for the fact that he's not the fastest guy. He does have deceptive speed because he is faster in game than he is when it comes to running the 40-yard dash. However, you know, he's better suited as staking as a pair tight end because that's where he's best at. And of course, you can line them up in the slot because most slot cornerbacks aren't going to be physical enough to guard them or match up with them. Even if he's not the fastest, just with how physical he is, he's going to be a handful. Now, when you look at Travis Jones, on the other hand, I mean, this dude is an absolute freak. He's 6'4", 325 pounds, and he ran a 4'9", at the combine. And then not only that, but you go and you watch this Tennessee game and he's running, you just see this big behemoth of a man running across field trying to tackle Malik Willis. And I was more impressed with Travis Jones than I was Malik Willis at times because I was like, yeah, Malik Willis is flashy, but who the hell is this big dude chasing him down? Watching Travis Jones play a couple of nights ago, Made me want to add 300 pounds to my frame and want to play deep in the tackle. I mean, the dude. This dude was getting busy. I mean, I it's just so fun to watch super athletic big man just get after it. And I mean, whoever the Tennessee Titans had matching up against him on their offensive line, they had no answer for him. I mean, he was doing whatever he wanted to. The dude was certainly involved on almost every single play that was in the proximity. I was just so impressed with what I saw out of Travis Jones. And the announcers were too because they kept talking about him. And during the broadcast, they said when they were talking with the coaches on the Ravens staff, they felt like they got another first round pick in Travis Jones. Because let's be honest, nobody was really watching UConn play. And I don't really think too many people know about UConn outside of their women's basketball team and their men's basketball team. Their football team hasn't been good since God knows when. So a lot of people overlooked how good Travis Jones was. And the good amount of draft websites out there had Travis Jones as a top 40, top 50 player going into the draft. So for Baltimore, you got somebody who's super talented, super athletic, and with proper coaching, this dude is going to end up maybe becoming one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league within the next two to three years. Now this season, he's most likely going to be a rotational piece on the Baltimore Ravens defensive line because they have a lot of depth and a lot of talent there, but this is somebody who is powerful, he is a freakish athlete, on top of that, he pretty much can do whatever he wants to do against Tennessee's offensive line, like whoever is in a position battle for any of the starting jobs on Tennessee's offensive line, you're going back, and if you're Mike Vrabel, you're looking at that film, you're saying, man, like, None of you guys could slow this big behemoth of a man down. Maybe we probably should have tried to draft him. Like, Tennessee's offensive line had no answers for Travis Jones. And a lot of Ravens fans have been asking me to make a video about Travis Jones. 
but I just really haven't had the time. But I definitely see why a lot of Ravens fans have been raving about Travis Jones over the last couple of months. And a lot of people are really excited about what Isaiah likely is going to bring to this offense. You're getting a tight end who is going to be very good vertically when it comes to stretching the field. You have some really great studs in Travis Jones and Isaiah Likely. So after the Pittsburgh Steelers week one preseason game against the Seattle Seahawks, who currently is quarterback one? Who is in the lead at the moment to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers? Because all three of these quarterbacks performed really well. And Mitchell Trubisky exceeded my expectations and I'm gonna be honest with you guys for all of you guys who have been listening to the podcast for over the last couple of months you guys would know that when the news first broke that the Steelers were signing Mitchell Trubisky I was not happy I said oh my goodness what are we doing are we really going to let Big Ben one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game retire And then have his replacement be Mitchell Trubisky? But then, you know, I was reading reports about how he performed in OTAs and minicamp. He was pretty good. And then so far throughout training camp up to this point, he's also been pretty good. But, you know, I had to see it to believe. I needed to see it in a live game. And Mitchell Trubisky was looking like Money Mitch out there. He went 4-7, 63 passing yards, had a nice touchdown to Gunnar Shesky. And what impressed me the most was his athleticism. You know, Mitchell Trubisky, believe it or not, is one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the NFL. Something that he's really good at is breaking out of sacks, rolling outside the pocket, and throwing on the run. And we saw that on full display and the few amount of snaps that he received. And I think it is fair to say that Mr. Trubisky probably is quarterback one at the moment. I was really surprised with how well Mr. Trubisky played. And for a lot of you guys out there, you're probably not surprised because you're probably going to say, well, JT, what do you expect? He was held back by the Chicago Bears with poor coaching. He went to Buffalo, was able to sit behind Josh Allen, somewhat get developed by Brian Dable, and now he's going to a winning organization in Pittsburgh. So, of course, he's going to improve. On top of that, we have more weapons to work with, which I do understand. But at the same time, you know, I didn't really give Mitchell Trubisky the fair benefit of a doubt. I didn't really give Mitchell Trubisky a chance. So, Mitchell Trubisky, if you're watching this, I apologize. You you get what I'm saying? Like, you have my respect. The Baltimore Ravens may have Lamar Jackson, but we got Money Mitch. And Mitchell Trubisky can really move. And on top of that, I was really impressed with how calm he was inside of the pocket, even though... You know, the play calling was vanilla because nobody is really running anything super complex in the preseason. So everything was pretty simplistic. You pretty much just want to see your quarterback go through his reads and his progressions. And that's something that Mr. Trubisky did a very good job at, at least so far. So I was really impressed with how Mr. Trubisky looked in this preseason win against the Seattle Seahawks. Now you have Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph, 9 of 15, 93 passing yards and a touchdown. 
believe it or not, Mason Rudolph also has had a pretty good camp. And it, it was kind of surprising to me because I was like, man, are you really telling me that Mason Rudolph has an opportunity to become quarterback one? Well, I now kind of understand why. You know, he had a really nice throw to George Pickens on third and 13, which ended up resulting in a touchdown. And a lot of people were going back and forth on which one was better, the throw or the catch. I mean, George Pickens has been going insane. He's been the talk of training camp or pretty much the talk of the offseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base. And when he made that grab, I said, oh, my God. I got to draft you on all of my fantasy football teams. I promise to God, I have George Pickens on every single one of my fantasy football teams. This dude is on demon time. And the catch was absolutely phenomenal. I didn't even think he was going to be able to drive both feet in. And when they went to review it, I thought it was going to end up getting overturned. But I mean, this dude, George Pickens, is a monster. But at the same time, we got to give credit to Mason Rudolph on the throw. He put that throw Right on the money. That probably is the most accurate pass that I have ever seen Mason Rudolph throw during his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, of course, we got the Mason Rudolph experience. He's still struggling with pocket awareness, and he still had some inaccurate passes. But for the most part, overall, he had a really good performance. I was really impressed with what I saw out of Mason Rudolph. But the man of the hour... Kenny, pick him apart, pick it. Because that's what he was doing against the Seattle Seahawks defense. He came in and the dude just looked surgical. He went 13 to 15. Two touchdowns for 95 passing yards and listen. Believe it or not, you can believe this if you want to, but the night before the game, you know, I called up Kenny Pickett. You know, I was on the phone with Kenny and I was like, listen, man. They currently got you listed as the third-string quarterback. But don't don't let that get you down, man, because at the end of the day, Big Ben was, what, the fourth or fifth-string quarterback going into the season when he was first drafted? Listen, you're going to go out there, and you're going to ball. And when you ball, they're going to have no choice but to give you reps with the second and first team. And when you look at Kenny Pickett, Outside of Mitchell Trubisky, he was the second most impressive quarterback. And I actually think that you can make a fair argument and say that Kenny Pickett deserves opportunity to get reps in the next preseason game with the starters or with the first team. Because if you can dominate the way Kenny Pickett did with the third and fourth stringers, that's something that is really hard to do. I don't think a lot of people understand that when you're playing in a preseason You're playing with a bunch of guys who most likely won't make it on the roster if you're running with the threes. And then at the same time, you don't have the best offensive line. You're not going to have the greatest communication. But I think the fact that Kenny Pickett has been practicing with the third team for the majority of this offseason has benefited him in a really good way because he had good chemistry with the majority of guys that he is throwing the football to. He looked calm, poised, and in control. And he was really phenomenal outside of the pocket and throwing on the move, which was a big strength of his when he was coming out of Pittsburgh. Another thing that was really noticeable right off the bat was the fact that he goes through his reads 
super quick. The dude is like a processor. He sees it and the ball's out. Literally, there wasn't too many instances when Kenny Pickett was holding on to the ball longer than what he had to. And also, a big knock that many people had about Kenny Pickett coming out of the pit was the fact that many people questioned his pocket awareness or how comfortable was he inside the pocket. Oftentimes, when he was playing for Pitt, he would bail out of the pocket and throw from outside, but he was really calm inside of the pocket. There wasn't really too many occasions where he bailed for no reason, and on top of that, he is way, way more athletic than what we have given him credit for. We knew he could move, but I didn't think he could move like this. And of course, he had the fake slide, which went viral and stuff like that. But it's the difference between being able to move on the college level and being able to move at the NFL level. Because the game is going times 100% faster than what it was in college for Kenny Pickett. And it's not really that he's faster than what I kind of expected him to be, but he's more agile than what I expected. You see, he's not a burner, but he is really shifty. You know, he doesn't have Lamar or Kyler Murray kind of speed, but I do think that he has good enough speed to pick up some yards when you need him to on the ground. And he also has enough speed that he can extend plays and keep drives alive with his legs. However, he is really nimble. This dude is really, really shifty. And that's really what caught me off guard because, I mean, he broke out of a sack. There was around 30 seconds left. This is when he had his game-winning drive. 30 seconds left. He broke out of a sack on first and 10. He stepped up, used his legs. And he ended up diving for more yards. And I was like, bro, this dude is really shifty. He also had another play before that one when he ended up breaking out of the pocket. And then the dude ended up getting a little bit shifty. The dude ended up, you know, kind of getting out the little joystick. And I was just really impressed with how Kenny Pickett was moving. He looks way more faster and way more agile now than when he was playing for Pitt. So I'm really impressed with how Kenny Pickett performed in this preseason matchup against Seattle. And I'm still going to say that Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback one simply for the fact that out of all three quarterbacks, Mitchell Trubisky surprised me the most. I honestly thought that Trubisky was going to come out and he was going to struggle because, you know, the offensive line wasn't all that great. But at the same time, despite the fact that the offensive line wasn't the best. Mitchell Trubisky was still making the most out of the opportunity. And that really is what impressed me the most. But I kind of think that it's 1A and 1B in a sense. Because Trubisky caught me off guard with how well he played. But at the same time, you also have to give a lot of credit to Kenny Pickett. Because the dude was balling out with third and fourth stringers. As a matter of fact, if the NFL was giving out or if they do give out Player of the Week awards, you got to give one out to Kenny Pickett. Because there aren't too many quarterbacks that are good playing with third and fourth stringers. These are guys that you don't really know all that well. You don't really have a lot of great chemistry and timing with. And despite that, Kenny Pickett was putting on an absolute show. This dude was picking apart, was picking apart that Seattle Seahawks defense one by one. He was surgical. He was insanely accurate. I'm really hoping that Pittsburgh gives Kenny Pickett 
some legitimate reps with the first team. Let's see what Kenny Pickett can do. Stop saying that Kenny Pickett needs to sit a year. How do you know if he needs to sit a year if he doesn't get the opportunity to show what he can do with the ones? If Kenny Pickett can come out and dominate against first stringers, then I think that that more than shows that he's more than ready of being able to start week one. Now, if the Steelers want to play it safe and they don't want to rush him, that's a different argument. But if Kenny Pickett is able to go week one, I don't see why you don't start Kenny Pickett. Now, at the same time, you know, him not starting does somewhat benefit him in a sense because he can learn more of the playbook, get a little bit more fulfilled for the game. But at the same time, there's only so much you can learn from watching the game from the sidelines. Really, the best way to learn is by being in-game. And I honestly feel like if you put Kenny Pickett out there, you're not setting him up to fail. I think that Kenny Pickett is going to progress throughout this preseason and continue to show us that he's good enough to start week one against Cincinnati if we want him to. But right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in a very good spot when it comes to the quarterback competition because pretty much you can make the argument and say that all three quarterbacks have a good amount of confidence and well, from the fan base, that if you were to put any of them out there, you would still be really confident in how the offense is going to perform. Now, a lot of you guys probably don't want to see Mason Rudolph out there and trust you. And trust me, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I don't want to see no Mason Rudolph. He, he's a good backup. You get what I'm saying? But I, I've seen enough of Mason Rudolph. You feel me? But if he did end up having to start week one against Cincinnati, I would say, oh, God, but... I would be, you know, okay, he looked pretty good in the preseason. But I think that I'm going with Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, and then Mason Rudolph as the order for who I think right now is in the lead for the quarterback one conversation. I definitely feel like Trubisky still is the starter at this point. I think that it pretty much is his job to lose. But I definitely feel like Kenny Pickett, is definitely giving Money Mitch a run for his money. The biggest question for Green Bay heading into this season has been, who is going to step up at wide receiver this year? Now, rookie wideout Romeo Dobbs was drafted by the Packers in the fourth round from this past year's NFL draft out of Nevada. And this guy has been the talk amongst Green Bay Packers fans, coaches, and players so far throughout training camp. If the Packers had to give out an MVP award for most outstanding player during training camp so far, it would be given to Romeo Dobbs because this dude has been absolutely sensational. And remind you that he's been balling out against one of the best secondaries in the NFL. The Packers have Jair Alexander, who is one of the top three or top five best cornerbacks currently in the game. You have Eric Stokes, who in 2021, in my opinion, was the second best rookie cornerback behind Patrick Sertan. And yet you have Romeo Dobbs out there, who's a rookie, looking like he's a seasoned veteran. And if you go back and you watch the Green Bay Packers pass week one preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers. This dude, Romeo Dobbs, was absolutely balling. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's the number 87 because you guys remember the last time a Green Bay Packers wide receiver wore that number 87. It was Jordy Nelson. 
and he is one of the best Green Bay Packers players of all time. I'm not saying he is the best. I'm saying he is one of the best. And Jordy Nelson had to be watching that preseason game and had to be grinning with a big smile on his face saying, you know what? That dude, Romeo Dobbs, is making that number 87 look really good. He had three receptions for 45 receiving yards and a touchdown. Jordan Love hit him on a beautiful dime. And he also had seven targets. Now, when I was watching this preseason matchup and I saw Romeo Dobbs making plays and getting all these targets, the first thing that came in my head was, bro, can the Green Bay Packers let somebody else get some shine? I literally thought that Romeo Dobbs was going to end up having 12 targets by the time he came out the game because Jordan Love was finding him often. And it seems as if, At this point, you can say that he is the Green Bay Packers' most consistent wide receiver. Now, we still have yet to really see Christian Watson, who was the Packers' first-round pick out of North Dakota State. He currently is dealing with an injury, but he is expected to return within the next couple of days. I still am really high on what Sammy Watkins can bring to this offense. Of course, we can't forget about Alan Lazard, who many Green Bay Packers fans feel is going to be in for a breakout season. But if you're looking for the true number one wide receiver for Green Bay at this moment, you kind of definitely have to view Romeo Dobbs in that conversation. And yeah, he is a rookie. But just because you're a rookie doesn't mean that you can't automatically become the best wide receiver on your team. Because for Green Bay, they still have a lot of question marks when it comes to how productive that wide receiver room is going to be this season. So the fact that you have a young wideout in Romeo Dobbs who is absolutely putting on a show right now has to give you a lot of confidence as we rapidly approach the start of the 2022 NFL season. And he has great size. He's 6'2", 205 pounds, really good speed, incredible footwork, and very, very reliable hands. So when you look at Romeo Dobbs, if he keeps up his performance and there's no reason why he shouldn't, he definitely is going to have a big role in this offense. And not only is he going to have a big role in this offense, but if he ends up starting and getting significant targets this year, he could end up being one of the best rookie wide receivers this season. Because when you're playing with Aaron Rodgers, it's kind of like you get a performance boost. So let's say you're 67 overall. You play with A-Rod, the bad man, you get a plus 10 overall boost. Because Aaron Rodgers is that good. Aaron Rodgers is able to make the wide receivers around him better. Now, the last time Green Bay struck gold, in the middle portion of the NFL draft or with their day two draft pick when it came to wide receiver was Devontae Adams. Remember, Devontae Adams was not a first round pick when he was coming out of Fresno State. He was very under the radar. Not a lot of people knew about him. Green Bay got him day two. It took him a while to develop. But then within the next two, three years, Devontae Adams slowly but surely became one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And I definitely feel like Romeo Dobbs could end up having a similar story. Now, of course, Devontae Adams and Romeo Dobbs, I think, are two different players. However, 
I definitely feel like Romeo Dobbs could have a way more successful and better rookie season compared to how productive Devontae Adams was in his first year with Green Bay. Because with Aaron Rodgers, you kind of have no choice but to trust the young wideouts that you currently have. Because, yeah, you have veterans, but, I mean, at this point, the guy who's been making the most noise so far has been Romeo Dobbs. And it begs you to ask the question, is Romeo Dobbs currently in line to become the new wide receiver one for Green Bay? Because I definitely feel like we got to start having this conversation because who else in training camp so far has been having the kind of production that Romeo Dobbs has had. Think about it. We really haven't heard anything out of training camp when it comes to the Green Bay Packers wide receiver room outside of Romeo Dobbs. So I think at this moment, it's fair to at least label him as the second option in this passing game behind Alan Lazard. Now, me personally, I don't think that Alan Lazard is a true number one, okay? However, I am going to give him the benefit of a doubt Green Bay is really high on him. So I think that when you look at the Green Bay Packers, okay, I definitely feel like Romeo Dobbs is currently their best wide receiver at this moment. But you guys let me know how you guys feel about Romeo Dobbs as we progress throughout the rest of training camp and preseason. Do you guys think that he's going to end up becoming the best wide receiver on Green Bay this year? Or do you guys think that, you know, his hype is going to start to die down once we get into the regular season? Because, you know, there are a lot of instances where we hear about players having phenomenal preseasons and phenomenal performances throughout training camp. And then the regular season comes around and they just go ghost. They disappear. They're MIA. Nobody hears from them ever again. But let me know what you guys think down in the comment section down below. I appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Remember that every video that's uploaded on the channel is available in audio format on every single podcasting platform. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts from, the JT Sports Podcast is available.